Happy spring! So today we're going to talk about springtime gathering and gratitude. Usually when we think of gratitude, we think of fall. Actually, there's a strong historical connection to both gathering and gratitude in two seasons, spring and fall. So let's talk about that for a minute. Centuries ago, when we were a agricultural society that relied more on the cycles of nature to feed us and clothe us, there were two very scary times. One was wintertime because it was dark, and summertime where if there were no crops, we all knew that we would starve all through the winter. So springtime was a time of celebration and still is. It was a celebration of the survival through winter. It was the gratefulness or gratitude that we feel for that first light of day. It is a celebration of hope and faith, of new seeds planted, of possibilities of what can happen in the year to come. Back then, the new year started in April. New year starting in January is a modern practice that only started about 400 years ago when the calendar was changed to align with the political powers at the time. Before this, the beginning of the year was uh, April. That's why even, uh, you know, if you follow older forms of timekeeping, um, older maps and older calendars, they line up with what we know today as the zodiac. But that's not what that was meant to be. It's not meant to be a fortune-telling trick. It simply was timekeeping um, before there were watches. Why do we keep track of time anyway? We keep track of time to ground us and orient us in time and space. If you ever had that feeling like you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, you're not really sure where you are, it throws off our internal compass, so our bearings are off. When we synchronize ourselves with time and space, we feel more in control, we feel more grounded, more powerful, and less frazzled. just feels better. So knowing where we are in time and space, what season it is, helps us to have a deeper uh, sense of relaxation, also appreciation and joy. And what amplifies that joy, quite frankly, is gratitude. So it's a cyclical relationship, right? The more grateful you are, the more joyful you feel. So that said, gratitude is something we all feel now, and it connects us to our ancestors from every single culture and walk of life because we're all human. So it connects us to a time and place before we were even here. So in that way, there is this um, extra blanket of universal celebration when you know what it is you're celebrating, why you're celebrating, and how old that celebration is, where the roots of that celebration came from. And just a side note about gathering and celebrations. Public celebrations are about the blessing and giving back to the community. Uh, the reason why we have weddings, which is our sacred rites and ritual that are shared with the community, 
It is about allowing the community to share in the feast and in the Thanksgiving of the union. That's why we have birthday celebrations that mark the anniversary of our birth. That's why we have anniversary celebrations. That's why all of these things happen in a public way. It is not about you. So for those of us who don't like to celebrate your birthday, myself included, it's not about you. It's about allowing the people around you to mark time and space together in gratitude. Okay, back on track. So talking about belief of darkness and springtime, I want to talk a little bit about how much goes on during springtime and when springtime celebrations actually start. For our calendar year, they usually start somewhere around February 2nd. We know it traditionally as Groundhog's Day, and that is when uh, it is, again, about the hope of uh, of springtime to come. You ever notice how the groundhog always sees its shadow? Of course the groundhog always sees its shadow. It's based on the angle of the sun. We'll always see its shadow. So Groundhog's Day is our modern uh, tradition. It does come from a Norse tradition called Disting or Dasselbrot. Um, it also has, um, uh, there's another word for it called Kandomas in other Celtic and um, old Catholic traditions. So what that February 2nd date was meant for is it was favored by the ruling kingdoms. Here's why. After a long winter, the tribes get restless. They get hungry. Food is running out. It is very cold. People are dying. There's sickness and lack of provision. This was meant as a tool to give hope. Hold on, spring is coming. Even though we know from a physical standpoint, the groundhog will always see its shadow. It is about the light to come. It is about to give hope and letting you know in a very tangible way, planting that seed up oh, six more weeks, but no worries. It's coming. It's coming for sure in six weeks. In that way, the natives do not become restless. In that way, the people are calm. And when they're calm, they're compliant. And then Candlemas also then is a, literally a celebration of, of light givers, light bringers, and candle makers. So those of us that, myself included, who carry that gift and are able to create warmth and hearth and light in the form of artistry that is called candle making, that is your time to shine. We also have Chinese New Year uh, at the same time, which is about you'll see traditions like lighting candles, allowing them to float up into the air and watching them rise. It is a very hopeful time of year. We have Holly, which is the Hindu festival um, of light, uh, of triumph, right? Of, of uh, triumph in wartime. Um, we have Easter, which uh, if you know the story of Easter, um, you know that there is a tradition that starts on that Thursday. It's called Holy Thursday, which signified the Last Supper of Christ. The Last Supper of Christ was actually a Passover meal, right? So that's an interesting place where, um, where both Hebrew faith and also uh, Christian faith come together, and it is a shared history. For the Hebrew, it is Purim that gave way to Passover, both celebrating victory and breakthrough coming out of bondage in ancient rome it was lupercalia in ancient greece marti by the way marti m-a-r-t-i 
is where we get the name March from. Now, moving into May, we have May Eve, which is April 30th, which is a Norse celebration celebrating the new month to come may 1st at the stroke of one there's something magical right about the stroke of one new beginnings and new starts it's where we get the may day festivals and pole dancing and the traditions of the maidens dancing around the pole in the city center the pole is a phallic symbol and it does represent uh, male fertility and then, of course, the females dancing around dressed in flowers represent the maiden. And so springtime is very much a celebration of uh, rebirth, of fertility. The bunny also being uh, a moniker of fertility and spring and renewal. Labor Day also is a huge holiday in Greece. Uh, in ancient time, it was called Protomagia, and it is May 1st. And then we also have, of course, Cinco de Mayo, which is May 5th. Cinco de Mayo was a celebration of triumph. It was a story of triumph, of liberation from oppressors, turning of the tide. They had the Mexican army that uh, beat France in 1862 unexpectedly. Uh, they were the underdogs, so to speak. And so this was a story of triumph, a turning of the tides, of beating impossible odds. And it's about hope and freedom. So when we get together on in these spring holidays and when we talk about Cinco de Mayo in particular, which is associated very heavily with, um, you know, uh, dancing and music and drinking and guac and chips and, you know, not really much soul searching there. There's actually opportunity there. There's so much opportunity to celebrate on a deeper level, to connect with something so much bigger than yourself, to uh reorient your gratitude right so when you think about and you know about how deep the roots of this celebration goes it really is an opportunity to dig deep find some gratitude enjoy the moment with friends and family and enjoy more than the guac and the chips enjoy the hope that spring brings So as we watch things like the sun breaking through the horizon or the moon rising to signal a breakthrough, a change, right? It is the day ending and a night beginning. The idea of this massive celestial body rising is also connecting us to something so much bigger than yourself and another time and another place and another people. It is absolutely mind-boggling to know that your mother, your grandmother, and as far back as you can go, all of your ancestors, you've seen the same sun, you've seen the same moon rise, and yet here it is right in front of you, connecting you to that time and space. The abundance, the potential, the expansiveness of the moment is absolutely mind-blowing. Let it fill your cup with gratitude. Let it fuel every step forward. Take it with you as you move into spring and you plant your seeds for the new year. Be among the light bringers. I always end with be among the light bringers. And what that means is this. Watch your words, watch your thoughts, and watch your actions. And most importantly, watch the people that are around you. You want to be among the light bringers. 
and want to be among the people that are going to bring light and who strive to bring light to you and to others. And that said, be among the light bringers. So bad.